0: You're listening to Popaganda, the feminism and pop culture podcast. Today, we're exploring nostalgia on TV. For our final piece on this show, let's take some time with these ladies. Thank you for being a friend. Bea Arthur, Betty White, Rue McClanahan, and Estelle Getty starred as four beloved friends on The Golden Girls, which was on the air for seven seasons from 1985 to 1992. The four older women shared a house and got into all sorts of adventures, As writer Elizabeth Yuko points out in this piece, the show took on some social issues that were rare for television to discuss at the time and still are, surprisingly. Here's Elizabeth Yuko. The Golden Girls was ahead of its time. The show,
1: which ran from 1985 to 1992, is best remembered as a chatty sitcom where four friends in their golden years, Blanche, Rose, Sophia, and Dorothy, discussed their personal lives. But it included a surprising number of plot lines about significant scientific and medical issues that other TV shows seldom discussed, including conceiving a child via artificial insemination, the HIV-AIDS epidemic and stigmatization, organ donation, sexual health, body modification, end-of-life care, and cryopreservation." For many people who grew up watching the show either during its original run or in syndication, The Golden Girls was their first exposure to these complex issues. More than just a handful of token very special episodes, The Golden Girls made difficult ethical issues a staple of the show. The Golden Girls started just before my second birthday. September 2015 was the anniversary of the show's very first episode. Between watching the original run with my parents and its years of syndication with my roommates in college and beyond, these four women have always been in my life. The Golden Girls became my security blanket when I was feeling particularly anxious, which, admittedly, occurred frequently while I was completing my PhD in bioethics. The more time I spent studying bioethics, a discipline that examines the ethics of the practice of, research on, and policy-regulating medicine and science, the more I realized that the Golden Girls incorporated many important questions that we're still dealing with today. The reason it worked for the Golden Girls to grapple with bioethics is because all four of the main characters are sincere in their discussions of these topics. It helps immensely that the women are solidly developed to the point where the audience understands their behavior and motives, how and why they would react in various situations. Like ethics itself, the characters are each nuanced and multifaceted, which allows for the characters to evolve as they have new experiences. Each character is an effective lens for considering different aspects of complicated issues. For instance, in the 1990 episode, 72 Hours, Rose becomes worried that a blood transfusion she had years ago may have contained HIV-infected blood. As she waits for her results, Sophia refuses to drink out of Rose's mug. The audience can recognize how Sophia's behavior was stigmatizing, but we can also understand her actions are coming from a character in her 80s at the height of the AIDS epidemic. There were certainly viewers who would have reacted the same way Sophia did, and they could learn along with her. The fact that the four protagonists are all mature women living in an unconventional household allowed the show to take on topics that would have been off-limits to most other sitcoms of the time. It portrayed Rose, Blanche, Dorothy, and Sophia as attractive and sexually active, a far cry from the typical sitcom trope of the kooky, unkept, out touch little old ladies. It wasn't just the double entendre and sexual innuendo that made the Golden Girls' envelope pushing. The show also served as a platform to expose the systemic, ingrained paternalism in medicine. For instance, in a 1989 two-part episode, Sick and Tired, Dorothy grapples with an unidentifiable illness and is told by multiple doctors that nothing is wrong with her, including a pre-arrested development and transparent, Jeffrey Tambor, who tells her that it is probably mental and that she should try dating. Of course, Dorothy knows something is wrong with her own body and is eventually diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. In another episode, 1990's Feelings, Rose describes how her dentist groped her breasts during an appointment. She tells the ladies that she doesn't think, "wowie wow 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 is a medical term. Dorothy reminds the women that just because men in the medical profession wear white does not mean they're angels. Rather than remaining silent, presumably like the rest of the patients he has violated, Rose confronts her dentist about his inappropriate behavior perhaps sparing some other patients from his roaming hands. Too often, doctors are seen as virtually infallible, so scenes like these illustrate that regardless of your age or gender, you have the right to be included in your medical treatment and treated with the same respect and care as any other patient. Rather than waiting until it established a solid fan base that would sit through episodes addressing uncomfortable issues, The Golden Girls came out swinging in the first season with an episode that deals with the complicated decision-making process surrounding organ donation. In a 1985 episode, Blanche's sister Virginia has renal failure and asks Blanche for a kidney. Blanche, never afraid to articulate her own interests, discusses her dilemma with the other women. She either loses a sister or a kidney. Most TV shows probably would have a protagonist like Blanche jump at the opportunity to help her sister. But like anyone facing an ethical medical dilemma in real life, Blanche weighs the risks and benefits of the procedure. She and her sister have had a strained relationship for a long time. Plus, something could go wrong with the surgery and there's a chance that she will lose function in a kidney later in life and end up needing both. Blanche also understands that without a kidney, her sister will die. Ultimately, Blanche decides to go through with the procedure and donation, but after initial tests at the hospital, she finds out that she is not a viable match for Virginia. Better yet, the hospital was able to find a kidney that was a match, so in Blanche's words, she got to keep her sister and her kidney. Everyone wins, including the audience, who benefits from watching Blanche's decision-making process. These are only a few of the many examples of how the Golden Girls utilized a 22-minute sitcom format to raise issues typically left to dramas or left off television entirely. The fact that we're still watching and discussing the show 30 years later is testament to the show's smart, timeless writing and innovative ways of addressing the tough topics. Also, it's really funny.
0: That was writer and bioethicist Elizabeth Yuko. Thanks so much for listening to the show and for all the writers who chimed in on nostalgia and TV for this episode.